Hey everyone, and welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of the last five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience of being a busy working mom and putting others first for so long. I knew it was finally time to figure out how to pour life into myself so that I could be the best version for others. And that is when life really started to take off. Now I'm bringing that all together, everything that I've learned over to you through this very podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. episode of the Envision podcast. I know by the time I release this, it is going to be March 2nd, but I just thought it'd be a really cool idea to sort of summarize all of the topics in our February newsletter. Obviously, I don't want to summarize it at the beginning of the month because I want you guys to get what you can from the newsletter itself, but then I thought, man, there's so many good topics in here. I want to make sure that I get everything out to you guys. So if you haven't already subscribed to our monthly newsletter, be sure to do so. Um, just go to our Envision website, teamenvisionnutrition.com. And on there, there's a sign up at the bottom where you can um, sign up for to receive our newsletters on a monthly basis. We don't like to drown your inbox with too much stuff, but we love to take the hottest topics of the month and bring them out to you guys. So obviously everything was about love in this um, edition of the Envision newsletter. And one of the main topics that I put in there was how to stay on track with chocolate. If you're anything like me, sweet treats are a dream and you love them. So I remember when I was pregnant with my second child, I had him on October 30th, one day before Halloween. And I remember restricting and restricting. I wanted to have a healthy pregnancy. I had already gained like 50 pounds. We were almost to the end. Oh, but I just wanted some chocolate. And I found myself sitting there with a pile of empty wrappers, probably 15 of them of chocolate. And I was sitting there like, what have I just done? Oh no. How do we prevent these binge situations from occurring? And I think the biggest reason most people, quote unquote, fall off the bandwagon with their, you know, new and improved resolutions of having a healthy lifestyle is because they have the word healthy all wrong. Healthy doesn't mean only consuming uh, lean meat, veggies, and never, you know, having a rest day like this full throttle going all in mentality. Health comes in two different forms, physically healthy and mentally healthy. So back then, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to health and fitness. I thought health was skipping breakfast and having a salad at lunch, you know, not eating enough. So again, health comes from a physical standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint. You can't be healthy and have a negative relationship with food. You can eat chocolate and still be physically healthy. So how do you accomplish this? You can eat an entire box of chocolates, yeah, but that's not going to work. And if that's something that you are tempted by, those are probably things, in my opinion, you should not have around. 
However, one thing that I love to do to treat myself, I don't do this every day. You could, I just don't. Um, I don't feel like I need it every day. But since I have taken this all or nothing good food versus bad food out of the picture, that is when a healthy relationship with food is developed. And it's not a linear process, you guys. It's going to take time. It's going to take a little bit of falling down, a little bit of figuring out, a little bit of getting back up. See, for me, I'm the type of person, if there is a whole bunch of like, there's this really good um, franchise of cookies called Eileen's Cookies here in our town. And if I had like a whole sleeve of Eileen's Monster Cookies in the house, I would definitely want to eat more than one. So, you know, I honestly don't like to keep those things in the house because when I am having cravings around certain times of the month, for example, I do have a little bit harder time controlling whether, you know, or not I'm going to have multiple pieces or multiple cookies. So I do like to limit some of those things that we just keep in the house because those aren't normal foods that I think we even need to have around, especially for the kids. I think that it's okay to have little individually wrapped. Um, I love like the Ghirardelli chocolate. It's individually wrapped. I'm totally cool with one. They're really rich. They're satisfying. But those are little treats that I love to give myself. And, and I'm happy having one. I don't feel like I need to have the whole thing. But if you, you know, have this label of good food versus bad food, I feel like you're gonna go off the deep end. You're going to want to have, you know, a quantity or a portion that is gonna make you not feel the best. It's gonna make you sick. It's gonna spike your insulin. It's gonna make your blood sugar go crazy. So if you have, if you're the type of person that, that you do have cravings or you do have a hard time, cutting yourself off, I firmly believe that you need to keep that stuff out of the house except for on rare occasion. Um, I had a client who's, um, you know, somebody gave them a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day and they ate a lot of it. I don't, I can't remember if they ate the whole thing or ate most of it, but she was very unhappy with herself. She was very guilt ridden. And I had just simply asked her, you know, maybe you could have had two or three pieces of chocolate and then thrown the box away. I know that takes a little bit of willpower, but sometimes making those simple decisions ahead of time can make or break our decisions for when we're actually in that emotional moment. So, you know, whatever that looks like for you, have a little bit and then let it go. I will say this, whether it's chocolate or whether your desired guilty pleasure is maybe like popcorn, wine, or potato chips, I do feel in some form, shape, or another, you need to implement these little treats in small amounts into your lifestyle without feeling guilty about it. These guilty feelings are going to be what causes you to quote unquote, fall off the wagon to derail, to have a bad relationship with food. So these are the things that will keep you going and keep your brain happy. Your brain doesn't like being told that it can't have something. So when you allow yourself to have moderation along with good quality foods and exercises, you will make a lifestyle, a lifestyle shift and a lifestyle practice from here on out instead of having this on or off mentality. So live with these things in your lifestyle in moderation. So speaking of moderation, this leads me into the next topic, and that is rest. 
So why do we need rest? You hear about it a lot, but do we really take that advice seriously? And and why should we? I mean, I think if you honestly have the science behind a lot of these things, you're going to be able to make a more educated decision on how to work that into your lifestyle than always resisting it. So this question also comes in two parts, both both physically and mentally. So let's start with the mental part first. I hear a lot of you saying that you can't stand rest days, like your family wants you to go get your run in, or you're a mental basket case if you don't get your rest days in. Well, listen here, my sweet sister or brother, that is the very reason why you need them. You see, your mind is actually a muscle. And for most of us, that is always turned on. And when you never allow yourself to sit still, be still and rest your mind and your body, you'll have all those monkeys swinging around in your head. The only way to put those little monkeys to rest is to practice working that muscle over and over. So how do we accomplish this? A restorative practice such as yoga or nighttime calming ritual. So I love the legs up the wall. I do this after every workout. Why do I do this legs up the wall? Because it it takes your your central nervous system has two modes, on and off. So it has sympathetic and parasympathetic. And when you are constantly, um, let's say your workout, for example, you're in that on mode, you're going to be in that on mode. If you've ever heard of the, the hormone called cortisol, that is what wakes us up in the morning. That is our fight or flight response. Um, so it's going to spike during our workouts. Our workouts are stressors on us. We need them, but we also need to have it come back down so we're not running on that cortisol drip. And the best way to do this is the legs up the wall practice. So all you do, and I have a video on, um, I think Instagram or Facebook. Actually, I think I've posted it on both a few weeks back. This legs up the wall. There's some fancy yoga term to it. It's not coming to me right now. I'm sure I'll get messages about it, but you literally put your butt as close to the wall as you possibly can with your legs kind of parallel to you. And then you scoot your legs up the wall. So you are perpendicular. So you're literally in a 90 degree angle with your legs up the wall with your butt as close to the wall as possible. And you lay there and you concentrate on your breath movement, moving in and moving out of your body. If you have the monkeys rolling around in your head and you can't concentrate or think, try doing little things in your mind like wiggling your fingers or wiggling each finger, wiggling each toe. That will force you to think about wiggling your finger instead of, oh my gosh, I got to do this, 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 this. So if you can have these little uh, brain exercises going on while you're trying to do some kind of calming um, thing, you'll eventually get better at it and better at it. And this will actually be really difficult at the beginning. But again, remember, this is going to take practice. This will help with brain fog along with all of those, where did I leave that? Or what did I walk into this room for again? Things that seem to happen or go missing all the time, you know, those little things are signs that your brain needs a break. And this is the best way to give your your brain a break. So 
If you're constantly finding yourself unable to focus, try focusing on your breath, going in and out. Like I said, wiggling your fingers and toes while you're doing this legs up the wall exercise. This will help your mind to focus on, um, you know, other things than, oh crap, I forgot to, et cetera, et cetera. So each time you find yourself squirreling off, just try to refocus. You'll get better. It'll get easier. I promise. So what about the physical rest days? Your actual muscles need to rest. And let me explain to you why that is. Because again, I feel if you have the science behind some of this stuff, you're going to be more apt to implementing it because you will have an understanding of why. So let's talk about physical rest days and why we need them. Why can't we just work out twice a day, every single day of the week? Well, when you're doing an activity such as some form of exercise, let's take weightlifting, for example, you are literally ripping apart your little itty bitty muscle fibers. So the more you rip them apart, the more healing that you're going to need to be done because the, the process of healing and fusing those, those little tiny muscle fibers back together That, my friends, is what you're actually building. That's how you're actually building muscle. That's how you're actually making them bigger. And that's how you're actually making them stronger. So if you're constantly ripping them and ripping them and you're never letting them rest, you're going to see that your body composition is not changing. You're also going to see that you're not getting any stronger. And you may to a certain point, but you're going to plateau. So if you are never giving your muscles a break, you're never giving them the opportunity to recover, then you need to be okay with the fact that you're never going to change. Your body composition is going to stay where it's at. You may improve to a point, but you're never going to be able to get past that. So rest days are extremely important for the process of repair. This is what builds and shapes your muscles. So you have to allow them to repair and fuse back together. So speaking of working out, I actually, in our newsletter, usually like to put a workout for you um, every single month. And in this edition of our newsletter for February, I put, of course, a couple's workout together so that you can um, work out together. Now, if you know my husband, he is like in my opinion, one of the strongest humans on the planet. And so there's no way I can actually lift weights with him and be able to keep up with him. So, but it's kind of the opposite because like he has a hard time keeping up with me when we're doing like a hit style workout. So I always love to put him through these, what I call metabolic conditioning workouts and they're super fun. So in, in our um, edition of the Envision newsletter for February, I put in a couple's workout and we were actually, <laughs> we were going to do this together on Valentine's day, but I will be fully honest with you. We went out with friends the night before, which we never do, had a little too much wine, weren't really, feel- <laughs> we were not feeling the greatest on Valentine's day. So we didn't do it, but I do promise you, we are going to do this workout together. It's a Metcon finisher. So we'll do our weightlifting separately and then we're going to finish off with this Metcon finisher. So be sure to follow him or I on social media so that you guys can watch that. I'm wondering like if I should pick a date and if we should actually, okay, I'm seriously going to look at my calendar right now and we are going to do this on Saturday, March 6th. Okay. So Hold us accountable on Saturday, March 6th. We are going to do this Metcon finisher together. We cannot go out Friday night because 
<laughs> we will be feeling like crap if we try to do this workout because it's a good one. Okay. Anyways, next topic on this newsletter, final topic is healthy restaurant choices. So I know COVID has put a damper on a lot of us going out and, um, you know, eating out at a restaurant, but ultimately the country is opening back up. And so we do want to be able to go out to eat at a restaurant or at least grab takeout and take it back home. So how do we go about choosing options at restaurants that will make us happy feel included, but also not wreck our new healthy lifestyle. The amazing thing is there are so many things to choose from. There are so many ways to do this. So here's the strategy that I take and that I tell all of my clients about. Go simple. I literally just wrote a post about this last week. If you um, choose like the over-the-top, saucy, fried, et cetera, et cetera, there's no way to, you know, like, let's let's take, like, chicken and waffles or let's take, like, a, a pasta dish or, like, a casserole kind of thing or, like, an enchilada. Those things are going to be so challenging to sort of dissect, take out the fats and carbs. So go super simple. Try to stay away from those items that are like a blended together casserole kind of thing and choose a steak, a fish, or a chicken. When you choose your protein, then you can build the rest of your meal around it. And so I typically love to, like I pick out my protein, like if I'm going to like a burger joint or a steak place or something like that, I usually always pick like a steak because I can pretty much guarantee how much fat is going to be in that steak. And then I will ask the waiter to, um, you know, please not to cook it with very much butter at all. You're still not going to be able to control how much fat is going to be in these items. And so I know that if I'm going to have an alcoholic beverage, and I actually just posted um, an alcoholic beverage recipe guide on my Envision social media. So be sure to check that out. But I know that I'm going to have to count my fats in my meal at my restaurant because I am not going to be able to remove those fats. It's just difficult. Um, so I'm going to use my carbohydrates for my alcoholic beverage because you've got to count your alcohol calories somewhere. Um, I was actually just talking with someone on vacation who um, was telling me that like, a, I think one of those Trulies or whatever, the White Claw, I'm not sure what it was, but they only have two carbs in them. Okay, that's fine, but they have 90 calories. So where are those calories going to be counted towards? They only have two carbs, but they still have 90 calories. So those those carbs, so although there's only eight carbs or eight calories coming from carbs, we have to still count the remainder of those calories in that drink. And so I'm going to count them as carbs. They're usually about 22 to 24 carbs in like a White Claw or something like that. So I know if I want to have two drinks, that's going to be 44 carbohydrates used up in alcohol. So I am not going to choose a carb when I go out to a restaurant. I'm going to choose like a double veggie or um, something like that. Now, if I'm going to choose not to have alcohol, then yeah, I will get like a baked potato or a rice or a quinoa or something like that. But the, the most simple way to eat at a restaurant to a, still be included, to still feel like you're fitting in and to not just get a 
freaking salad, because I don't want to always get a salad everywhere I go, is to keep your food choices simple. So they usually have, you know, some kind of a good fish. Stay away from fried, stay away from coated, stay away from you know, those kinds of terms, because you know they are going to be covered in some kind of a fatty carb or cheese or something like that. So keep your food choices simple, um, and then you're going to have a very easy time. So let's say, for example, you're getting a burger and fries. So choose the bun or the fries, but not both. If you're going to be getting a Um, an alcoholic beverage with that burger and fries, then you're going to want to have like a side salad or something along with a burger wrapped in lettuce because you're choosing your carbohydrate to be your alcohol beverage. And the reason you hear me talking about veggies so much when eating at a restaurant is because what happens when you consume alcohol is it spikes your insulin. It significantly increases your blood sugar levels. And so when you have vegetables or the fiber that comes from vegetables, you are helping your body lower that naturally, lower that um, insulin response naturally. And so having, you know, some kind of fibrous thing along with your alcohol, that's going to help your body to, um, level your blood sugar a lot quicker. So we always want to try to help our body out as much as we can. And learning these little tips and tricks, you guys, is going to help you to be able to continue having a good, fun, healthy lifestyle, be able to have your alcoholic beverages, be able to go out to eat with your, you know, your significant other. You're going to still be able to do these things when you learn these little tools, these little tips and tricks so that you don't have to say no all the time. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of me breaking down the February edition of the Envision newsletter. You guys, I just want to remind you that your last diet ever is launching soon. And this is exactly the kind of stuff that we go through with all of our clients. We take all of the BS out and put only the information you need to know to be successful. It's all molded together for you in one easy course that also comes with coaching. So you guys, if you liked this episode of the Envision podcast, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a beat. We'd love it if you would share this podcast to your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.